It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Cheers, everyone. On a beautiful Saturday afternoon, a little brisk for June, but uh, sun shining. And we're having some friends together tonight to watch UFC action. Yeah, some some free fights on ESPN. Enjoying some cocktails here at... uh, 542 Eastern Time, so... Uh, it's going to be a night. Yeah, we're bringing a little bit of the Hammered back to Hammered Sports tonight. So <laughs> Absolutely. This, this should be a great time. So, Tom, tell us what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the UFC. Uh, we're first going to dive into some of the fights that have been recently announced. We're going to preview a little bit of tonight's fight, fight night. Uh, then we're going to play Name This Player, and then we're going to talk about the current PGA Tour. It's ongoing, round three as we speak. And... Uh, that's going to be it. It's going to be a short uh, short night. Not a lot going on other than that. So Yeah, we'll keep it tight probably 30 minutes or so tonight. And, uh, you know, we'll give you guys a little bit of something to, to look at. We'll try to get this up right away and then share it on our social media feeds so that you guys can take a quick listen before the UFC action gets going hot and heavy tonight. So, um, Tom, let's get started. There have been some recent fight announcements that are kind of exciting in the MMA world, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, fight Island's real. Uh, it's in Abu Dhabi, and because of that, they've announced a bunch of fights to, to correlate with that. Uh, the big ones are going to be on July 11th. UFC 251 is going to feature three title fights. So that's going to be um, definitely something to look forward to. One, the, the debut of Fight Island that day is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, but to have three title fights in one pay-per-view is, is really uh, different. We're going to have the Bantamweight um, title bout. Uh, Jose Aldo and Peter Yan, featherweight between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky. And then the main main event, Gilbert Burns is challenging Kumar Usman for the welterweight title. Um, It's definitely going to be fun. You also have Jessica Andrade and Rose Namanunez in there as well. So a lot of big fights on that card. Um, Just touching the main card, those top four fights are all going to be crazy. Um, That Burns... Usman fight is yeah. so exciting. That performance that Burns put on is what has me like amped up for that fight in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, probably the biggest fight announcement of the week was uh, Miacic Cormier three Saturday August fifteenth. Oh yeah. Uh, you know they haven't really announced any other fights for that, but I mean, do you need another fight? No, uh, I mean that's going to be awesome i i'm amped up for it i I look forward to it because you know cormier is going to come in with a game plan and he's a very smart fighter i think that he'll do a good job in this fight and i don't think he's going to get washed away by miocic you know i mean i mean both their fights were were very competitive both ending dramatically with knockouts i think uh you know both these guys really go after it and um it should be a lot of fun i I, you know the first fight dc i think caught stipe off guard with some of his get him to the ground, and then some of the damage he was able to do, um, tiring him out. And then in the second fight, Stipe went to the body over and over and over and just kept hitting DC in the body, you know, dropping that health bar down a little bit and yeah. then was able to finish him. So it'll be interesting to see what the third uh, edition will, will get us. Um, and even before that, uh, we have two more UFC fight nights on the books. Jan- next Saturday, uh, June 20th. Curtis Blades and Volkov are going to fight. And then June 27th, we have Poirier and Dan Hooker are fighting. So just a ton of fights announced this week. Uh, real busy week for Dana White, um, who definitely needed some positive news with a lot of the negativity coming from a lot of these top fighters saying they're not going to fight anymore. So 
Yeah, and I think there's still plenty of great fighters out there. I don't see this as a big surprise that guys are trying to leverage their position in the company sure. and they're standing in the public to try and get better deals and make more money than what they are currently making. So to me, I'm, I'm not shocked at all that this kind of thing is happening. And I think that life goes on yeah. and these guys will come back around when they realize the only money to be made is in the UFC for them. Yeah. I think, you know, just like anything else, they'll, they'll meet in the middle. They probably won't have all of their demands met, but some of them will, will get more money going forward. I mean, John Jones, um, you know, for him, he could just walk away and be fine. Conor McGregor, of course, has more money than all these guys. Yeah. You know, he's got the whiskey business going. You know, he does not need to fight anymore if he does not want to. So he's a little different. But some of these other guys, with where else are they going to make money? So, yeah, um, unless they're set with what they already have, they're going to need to come back to the ring. So so tonight's card that we have going on is, is really kind of low-key. There's not a lot of huge names that you'll recognize on it. I want to talk about two fights that I like in particular. Mm -hmm. I love Tyson Nam yep. in his fight. I think that he'll come out on top. He's minus 154 in the betting markets right now. So I, I know you're laying a little bit of a price here, minus 154, but I'm going to do that because I think that, that Tyson Nam is going to be dominant in the, in the yeah. fight tonight. Tyson's really good. I mean, if you go back and watch his fight uh, with Sergio Pettis, he lost. Um, the decision but he was competitive he's in that fight you know Sergio's really good so it's not like he lost a, a scrub there this feels um, like a big step in class for Adeshev yes yes absolutely agreed and the other fight and, and this is my play of the night after I was sitting with Tom before we recorded here and I'm looking at some of the fights and I'm like where can I find one that's a price fight for me tonight and I landed on Charles Jordan uh, against Andre Feely so Andre Feely is a minus two seventeen favorite. You can get Charles Jordan Jordan. I don't know how he says. His yeah, last I think it's name. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus one seventy seven right now, and I just put in a bet for one hundred twenty five dollars out of my own pocket on this one because Jordan has ten career wins, and all ten are finishes, seven by knockout and three uh, by submission. Yeah. Philly has been submitted a few times in his career. And He's been knocked out by Yair Rodriguez. Um, Philly seems to go the distance when he when he wins fights, but he does have um, the potential to be finished. Yeah, and I think I, I like Jordan here to get this win. I think that Andre Philly doesn't win when he steps up in competition, and I think Jordan might have enough talent to to take him out tonight. Yeah, we were talking about um, this card a little earlier, and how there's not a lot of not a lot of underdogs that really give you that sense that they could pull it out and that's that's where you're looking for when you're betting individual matches is let me get my money on an underdog who has a reasonable chance of winning and i think jordan is definitely the best the other one i would throw out there is um mark de la rosa uh both of these guys he's fighting jordan espinoza both of these guys are you know they're they're similar to each other um neither of them's very explosive they both try to continue you know push the pace they both try to control the fight and so because of that, it's probably going to go the distance. And when you have a fight that you know is going to go the distance, little things can change that decision from those refs. So to get him at plus 140 in a fight that is going to be feels like to a toss-up. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a toss-up. And and you don't and and there's a very low risk of Mark getting knocked out 
or getting caught on submission as well because that's not something Jordan's really known for. Now that I said that on, on here, he, he will be. <laughs> yeah, but, right, yeah. but in general, when you look at it, Jordan's not known for those things, so you expect it to make it to the end of the fight and you know let it let it be with the judges. I, I like that for plus 140 as well. Yeah. So it should be um, a couple of opportunities there for you if you want to grab them. I'm not excited about a lot of the rest of the card. No, not for betting um, purposes, at least. You know, you've got uh, Devalishvili, who's got a replacement fight. Who should he should smash? He's him. minus nine oh nine. You can't make <laughs> yeah, any money there. That. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Right? Unless unless you count on Devalishvili to get the finish in under two and a half at right. plus one twenty seven. That's probably where I'll land in this fight. So there's you know not a ton of great betting opportunities um, unless you want to pull the. The what that guy bet on Nunez the other day bet a million dollars to win a hundred thousand. Yeah, no thanks. Good bet, bud. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No thanks. Not, no. not in fighting. No, not, not in the UFC. So yeah, that that's I think that's about it for the UFC stuff we've got going on. Tom, what else we got tonight? Uh, one more thing before I did want to mention that this Marvin Vittori Carl Roberson fight could end up being insane. They do not like each other. Um, Vittori accused Roberson of being unprofessional when he pulled out because of a, a tough weight cut the last time they were scheduled to fight, and then Roberson missed weight again this time. They do not like each other, yeah. and that, of course, a lot of times leads to just crazy fights. So uh, not a lot to bet on there. I mean, you could take a stab at Roberson at plus 190, but I really like Vittori to win it, so I'm staying away, but it should be fun to watch at least. Yeah, no doubt. So... Are we going to name yeah. that player? Name this player. Here All we right. go. I'm on the hot seat, so Tom's let me get a po- good poll here before. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as is tradition with this over the last couple of weeks, I'm going to try to start soft and get a little tougher as we go. So, yes. Um, first one up. These are Davey O'Brien Award winners for the best quarterback in college football. We go from 2000 and on. And there were some names I could have chosen. I didn't go with any of the most obscure names that were on that list. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, first up, two-time Davey O'Brien Award winner, college football national champion, two-time Pro Bowler, 71 career touchdown passes and 29 career interceptions, Has the is tied for the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie in a single game. Okay. He won a national title. Yes. All right. Uh, most touchdowns by a rookie in a single game. You think that would make it super easy? Um, by a rookie. It could be anything. It could be like four. <laughs> I don't mean how many rookies are throwing five, six touchdowns. Um, let's see here. I should try to get it. So, are they from the SEC? No. No. Okay. Seventy-one touchdowns and twenty-nine picks is a really good ratio. Yeah. Um, they're still active. Yes. Okay. trying to think the last few years who's won a national title are they still with the team that drafted them yes start throwing out names to get some guesses out uh 
two-time Davy O'Brien. So they're good for a couple of years. They won a national title. I think I'm thinking too recent. I need to think back a little bit more. I got to think more 2010. Uh, two-time Davy O'Brien. So it had to be drafted up high. This was a first-round selection. Yeah. Uh, not from the SEC, so. But not the first quarterback taken in the draft. Mm, intriguing. Uh, it's not AJ McCarron, is it? No. There's no way he threw seventy touchdowns in the NFL. Um, were they drafted pre twenty ten? No, no. So it's after twenty ten. All right, this should be easier then. Uh, let's. Uh, were they the pack out of the pack ten? No. Oh, it could be. Final hint: yes. This player has one career playoff victory in three attempts. Three attempts. They played on a national championship team. I'm getting worried because this one you said is the easiest of them, and I'm drawing blanks. Uh, TikTok goes the clock. Yeah, it's a Oh, um, Sam Bradford? No. Oh, Baker Mayfield? No. Ah. And Tom falls short. <laughs> Who was it? First effort. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson? Ugh. Never even thought of the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> you got so wrapped up in the college conference. Yeah. <laughs> that you fell short there. All right, here we go. All right, number two. You're, you're going to get this one. Two-time Conference Player of the Year. Associated Press Player of the Year. In his career, he has one playoff victory. He has 12 career rushing touchdowns in the NFL. Combined for 55 touchdowns in a single season in college. Fifty-five touchdowns at Lamar Jackson. No, ah, that've been too easy. Okay, was that it? No, no more. What? What other? Uh, That's what I got for you. No, no NFL stats. Yeah, uh, twelve career NFL rushing touchdowns. That's it. <laughs> Let's see. Let me see what else I can give 12 you. Twelve career rushing touchdowns from the NFL. Uh, Two-time conference player of the year. 
player of the year, 55 combined touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns in a season. I'm trying to think back, because I know Joe Burrow just said it, right, for, whatever, 60 touchdowns. So he probably was in this conversation at the end of this year. Um, in the NFL, yeah, this quarterback was a combined 8-6. and six. Is this Tebow? It is Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> it is Tim Tebow. Yeah, I'm on the board. <laughs> all right. Now the pressure's off. Once you get the, fir- the one, Once you're like, all right, I can't get shut up. blanked, yeah. yeah. Uh, number three. <laughs> this player was the conference player of the year, a two-time first-team All-American, a two-time Heisman Trophy finalist. In the NFL, this player passed for 6,080 yards with 29 touchdowns. In college, this player passed for 13,253 yards with 112 touchdowns and 45 interceptions. Still active? Yes. Let's see here. 6,000 yards, so they've probably only played two seasons. 29 TDs, that's a lot for two years, though. Um, Davey O'Brien Award winner. Were they out of? Uh, were they out of the ACC? No. Big 12? Yes. Is this Mahomes? No. Out of the Big 12. Is this Bradford? No. Pearl. Only 29 career touchdown passes in the NFL. Mm. Still act, but they're still active. Still active. Oh, um, do they play for the Browns? No. Ah. I'm trying to think, Big Twelve. I guess Mayfield and Bradford, so that's pretty much counts Oklahoma out because Kyler Murray doesn't have this much after one season. Texas ain't have any. I will say this player has thrown three touchdown passes in the past three seasons. In the past three seasons? Ugh. There's your one hint. Somebody who's backing somebody up somewhere. How many questions I've asked? Two, three? I'd say three. So I got Big 12. Got that they're active. Not very active, but active. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. 29 touchdowns. That's a, that's a fair amount. 
not a scrub, obviously. Um, right. It's got to be somebody who, who got a shot. I thought, man, but then folded. Uh, three touchdowns in the last what was that you said three touchdowns in the last three years yeah combined or combined ugh. should have brushed up on my backup QBs here uh what other question can I ask that'll narrow this down for me that's part of the challenge too is like what good question can I ask that'll help me out I already know the conference Are they on the same team that drafted them? No. All right. I'm throwing in the towel. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Career backup. You kind of threw yourself off when you we're right away thinking that it's somebody who's recent you know what i mean more like recent that, yeah, yeah it, it kind of puts you in a in a rough spot so um all right well another fun addition <laughs> you went one for three um what do you got up next tom uh we are going to talk a little bit about the current pga tour event down in colonial the schwab challenge yeah so i've got the leaderboard up here in front of me um we're late in the afternoon on Saturday, it's a little after 6 o'clock Eastern now, and uh, right now Xander Shoffley is taking the lead at Colonial. Yeah, 13 uh, under. Yeah, Jordan Spieth made a bogey here somewhere along the way, and looks like um, in- we've got a, a loaded leaderboard here. Wow. Shoffley. Then we've got one, two, three, four, five guys tied at 12 under, two more at 11 under. And then a host at 10 under. One, two, three, four, five, six guys at 10 under. So we are absolutely stacked at the top of this leaderboard right now of guys within the top. You know, So you've got 15 players within four shots of the lead right now. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the guys in this who are tied for ninth, so at 10 under or three back, are just crazy names. Patrick Reed. Yeah, go ahead. Wilson. Abraham Answer, Corey Connors, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. And that doesn't include, you know, Gary Woodland, Justin Thomas, Brandon Grace, Colin Morikawa, and Jordan Spieth all at 12 under. This Sunday is going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy finish. Um, the fun thing about Colonial is you can score. You could score on this course, obviously, with a, a 13 under leader right now. Um, you could you could put up some low numbers, so somebody could go really low out of a, one of the earlier groups and put some some heat on it. But it also, you know, really penalizes you when you when you don't play it well. So Patrick Reed fires a 65 today. Um, looks like the low round on the day. 
to get within three of the leader. So yeah, that's a that's a monster round coming from three under. He's all the way to ten under now. Um, you know that's that's pretty darn good. So um, going to be a fun finish tomorrow, Tom. Who do you got? Who, who, do you have a, a gut feeling? Anything that you're leaning towards for Sunday? So you know we were talking earlier. Jordan Spieth has been his whole career. He he crushes this course. Um, if he finishes at minus two today, which is what he's at right now, he'll be very yeah, disappointed. Done. That's below his average um, at this place. So you think he's going to go, you know, four or five under from from where he's at. Uh, but there's a, so many guys at 10 under. You have to think somebody, one of those guys, is going to be able to go six, seven under. You know, somebody, you know, Rory McIlroy seems like he's getting it back together. He shot a, a seven under yesterday. Um, Patrick Reed, seven under today. Can he keep that rolling tomorrow? So, one of those guys from uh, three back put up a number like that, make it really tough on the on the leaders. DeChambeau is absolutely mauling the ball now. Yeah, average carry was like three twenty five. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. That's carry through, that's... Eight, through <laughs> eight holes today. He was his average drive was three hundred forty five and a half yards. It's <laughs> um, ridiculous. He's put on forty pounds of muscle in the last two years. Yeah. He's just absolutely stacked now, and he's murdering the ball. Yeah, during the break, they he was. Um, his workout routine was three times a day he was yeah. working out. Uh, that's crazy. That's yeah. just absolutely crazy. And There's a guy who's a little quirky and weird to begin with, Yeah. and then he decided to turn his quirkiness into workouts. Holy cow, look what it's done for him. He's absolutely yeah. mauling the ball. So yeah. he, he is scary looking, too. He's big. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lean on I, – I think that, you know – in this situation, I, I I hate to take Spieth because he's he's obviously had a ton of success here historically. Yeah. Um, Justin Thomas has got all the game in the world. He shot yeah. four under today. He's one shot back. Um, if I'm going to pick somebody that's not on the lead right now, it's going to be Justin Thomas to get him yeah. in here. Yeah, I think that the the best part of this is there's so many of these guys within three strokes that are capable of putting up a very low round tomorrow, um, which is obviously why you watch golf on Sundays is to see – Who's going to really go low? I mean, if you got one of those guys at 10 under who puts up f- five under, you know, is, can Shoffley be, um, hold them off? Can Is he is he going to fall back? Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's. He's been pretty consistent this week five under, four under, four under. So. Yeah. There, you know, if you don't know who Colin Morikawa is yet, you, you better learn because he's got all the game that you can ask for. Yeah. Um, he's already won one event last year. It was, you know, kind of a limited uh, field event at the Barracuda Championship. But this is a guy who can play golf, um, and it's somebody you, you should keep your eye on. Yeah. So you'll see his name near the top of the leaderboard a whole lot more coming up. Yeah, just looking at the last three, including this one, and the owner of Palmer, he tied for ninth. The players tied for seventh, and now he's tied for second. So, I mean, those those tournaments are big tournaments with everybody there, and he's routinely in the top ten now. So, twenty three years old with lots of games. So, be prepared to see his name near the top of the leaderboard a whole bunch. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's it for today, guys. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna talk. You know, I think maybe we'll throw an NFL segment in next week, so yeah. that we can talk about a little a little NFL football. You know, some of the reopening stuff is, you know, hitting some snags, but I think that it's still kind yeah, of Yeah, they're ironing forward. out. Yeah. Um, if any big news comes up, we'll certainly talk about it. But I think I think maybe we'll, we'll get us back in the football mindset a little bit next week with some Absolutely. NFL talk. Maybe even a little. I, I think that maybe we should put together a uh, college conference preview. 
Um, okay. So that may be two weeks out yet so that we have time to, to do some preparation. Um, but I think maybe we'll jump in with a little college football prep and uh, get you guys juiced up for some college football because it sounds like that is going to happen this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely seems like both NFL and college are going to happen. It's just a matter of not fans, yes or no. Uh, but it seems like games are happening. Yeah. Gonna gonna happen. I know that a lot of the other plays, you know, NBA, all those guys are making adding roster spots in case people do get sick. You can take them off and you still have yeah. guys there. So, you know, they're, they're doing what they can. They're going to make sure that we have football. So Absolutely. Guys, follow us, uh, Hammered Sports Podcast on Facebook, um, hammeredsportspod.com, at hammered underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, check us out. We're going to probably be tweeting quite a bit during the UFC event tonight because we're going to be in the same place, probably getting a little bit tipsy. And, and rowdy. It'll be and rowdy here for sure. No question. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Check us out really quick. And, uh, again, please communicate as much as you can with us. That's our favorite part of this whole thing. All right. See you next next time.